Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 736. Hey, this is Mark Green at Cars Yeah. I want to welcome a new sponsor here, Timothy Hogue, who's the president at Metron Garage. This is a very cool company, architectural company that you're going to start hearing ad spots about here on Cars Yeah. So check them out at metrongarage.com. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Roger Garbo. Hey, Roger, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. I'm even wearing my uh, Nomex underwear. (laughs) Well, good. Awesome. I'm glad the camera's turned off here on our Skype call, but I think it sounds pretty fashionable. Roger Garbo is an automotive and journalist and a funny guy, as you could tell, and he's a marketing expert and the founder of Full Throttle Marketing in Connecticut. It's a consulting firm that works with top automotive companies. His creative expertise took him into a career as an illustrator and an art director. However, he quickly realized he wanted to be out on the road instead of behind the desk. Roger worked as the marketing chief for a diverse range of clients from a custom limousine manufacturer to one of America's leading Porsche racing teams. He's a real-world guy who gets to experience cars in the real world, snow, rain, and potholes included. You'll see his work in automotive circles, including Road and Track and Men's Health and many others. So, Roger, I have told our listeners just a little tiny bit about you. Would you take a moment to share a little bit more about your career and, of course, that passion you have for automobiles? Absolutely, Mark, and uh, thanks for having me here today. You're welcome. Yeah, you know, I've, I'm a lifelong car guy, uh, I think, as most of us in this world are who are into cars. And when I was a kid, I worked in gas stations and through high school and so got to be around cars and, uh, you know, really experienced a lot of different kinds of cars early on. Uh, I had my, my uh, older brother had a uh, friend with a Jaguar XKE. I remember him pulling up in that one day. And, and another guy had a, uh, a, oh, it was a Tiger. Oh, Sunbeam Tiger. Sunbeam Tiger. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cool. Yeah, Sunbeam Tiger, which I was like, oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I experienced some cool stuff, muscle cars, everything when I was young. But um, yeah, my uh, my journey, automotive journey, has been uh, very interesting and very diverse. Took me all the way out to Southern California and then back to my uh, home state of Connecticut, uh, where I've been for quite a while. And uh, I enjoy every day. You're having fun, I know. And it's great to have you here. And we're going to learn a lot more about you as we continue on your automotive journey. But first, I always like to ask for a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Roger, take the wheel. I think the biggest thing is helping others. It really pays you back in the long run. And I really tried to do that throughout my career. And my feeling is, you know, what can I do for you versus what can you do for me? Tell us how you've incorporated that into a couple of the uh, perhaps projects or some of the clients you've worked with. Well, you know, without getting into specifics, there's been people that, you know, I have helped along the way who end up being in a, a big job one day and they, you know, call me up and, you know, they remembered I was there for them when they were starting out. Yeah. And uh, they, you know, reach out to me. Uh, with, uh, you know, a nice project or, you know, an opportunity for me to make some money or, or do something interesting. So sure. I think it's 
it's really, you know, we're a very small community here in the automotive world. And I think it goes around pretty quickly if you're a good guy or a bad guy. And I I uh, like to think of myself as one of the good guys. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, what goes around comes around comes to mind when you talk about that. And uh, it's something I've tried to do here at Cars. Yeah, I had a young man on the show last week who was just starting his business, didn't even have a website yet. And he reached out and said, hey, I'd like to be on your show and tell people my story. And all the way up to billionaires who've been on the show who are very successful and have kind of worked their way through. So uh, yeah, it definitely is good to be nice to people. And it makes you feel good as well. Gives you that sense of gratitude. And I've always said it's impossible to feel bad when you have gratitude in your heart. So very nice. Well, would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? Let's go back in time to that pivotal moment as you remember it when you really realized that you were indeed a car guy. I knew early on, I really did, uh, that I was a car guy. But there's one, you know, pivotal moment I I sort of go back to, which really helped me on my, my current journey. And uh, after college, I moved out to Southern California, and I was introduced to a guy named Vinny Bergman. Uh, most people probably didn't know who he is, but Vinny was really one of the top custom car builders in Southern California. I mean, this guy did everything. He was building custom limousines, which was his main uh, source of revenue. We're talking 42-foot-long foot Lincolns with triple axles and jacuzzis in them. Oh, but he was gosh. also building you know, modified Ferraris and Mercedes and, and, and Maseratis and doing just really, really wild stuff. He really was a larger than life guy, very creative. And he had a very successful business. So the more I kind of saw what was going on, I was really drawn into that whole scene and what they were doing. So one day I just decided, you know, this is it. I camped out in his lobby until he would see me. <laughs> and he finally, his uh, secretary said, all right, he's going to give you five minutes. Yeah. So I went up, sat in front of him, and I basically sold myself. And I think he saw my passion and, and you know, what the fresh perspective maybe that I could bring to him because I was coming from, you know, the East Coast and Northeast, where actually he grew up. Oh, so it was okay. sort of, it was a little bit of a, you know, a kindred spirit there. Yeah. And uh, he ended up hiring me on the spot as his uh, new marketing director. And I was a kid <laughs> fresh out of college. So wow. it's pretty, pretty ballsy of me, I think. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think one of the reasons he hired me too is because I had a good camera, you know, and he needed something to but So sadly, uh, you know, Vinny was a great guy. He just passed away a couple weeks ago. And oh, it was my a, goodness. A, wild. But yeah, he was a really good guy and just amazing period of my life. But yeah, his casket was a 1950 uh, custom Mercury. Oh my um, gosh. They, yeah, they built <laughs> for this. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Going out in style. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I was, I was you know, uh, fresh out of college and I was driving, you know, his Lamborghini Countach on a regular basis. And this, you know, hey, Raj, go pick up lunch. And so I said, okay, can I take the Lambo? Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, any excuse to drive that thing. Yeah. Uh, and I was doing it. But it was great. Well, it's um, a testament to your persistence and tenacity, which is something any entrepreneur has. But pretty cool that it all worked out that way and pretty nice of him to do that. And uh, my condolences for a loss of a colleague and a friend to you. Thank you. I've heard of him and seen the pictures of cars that he's built. And, yeah, he was kind of a, a Barris kind of guy guy, you know, just creating some really wild stuff and living the dream. That's what it's all about. Yeah, he was actually an, he was actually an apprentice of George Barris's when he uh, when he moved out to Southern California there when he was go. 18 years old. There's, so, there's yeah, some inspiration yeah. from another channel Absolutely. as well. So yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Roger, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've been down and ask you to share a big challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way. Of course, the most important part of this is what did it teach you and how did you overcome it? So take us to that painful point, kind of walk us through it, and then tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum in your career and your business. Well, like most of us of a certain age, there's a lot of you know painful experiences we can point to over the years, I'm sure. Um, but one in particular, for, and specifically in my professional world, was um, about 10 years ago, I was the marketing director for one of North America's uh, top Porsche racing teams, Farnbacher Lowell's Motorsports, which ah, cool. some of you have probably yeah. heard of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was started by uh, a guy named Greg Lowell's. And, you know, he was this supposed financial genius. And I was really the first person he hired to come in. And, you know, I brought me on as his uh, marketing director. And, you know, we had a hell of a run. Things were going great. One, two national championships in uh, the Grand Am series. And it was just things were going well. Just after Thanksgiving 2009, Greg tried to kill himself. And we soon discovered that he'd been running a Ponzi scheme. Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember this, all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he'd stolen basically millions of dollars to fund the racing operations. And he stole not just from people in the automotive world, but he also fleeced uh, members of his church and stole their endowment fund and everything. Uh, it was a, yeah, it was a bad time. So I realized, you know, he, he owed me a bunch of money personally at mm-hmm. the time. And I, I quickly realized that you know, not only was I not going to get that money, but, you know, my job was. Yeah, I was too. out of a job, too. Yeah. <laughs> Double whammy. And yeah. So, you know, instead of feeling sorry for myself, which I did for a couple of days, I quickly booked a trip down to the PRI show in Orlando and with a, uh, you know, pocket full of business cards and and uh, a lot of tenacity. I basically walked the floor, talked to everyone who would give me a minute. And uh, I ended up leaving there with a bunch of leads and, and actually a, a great new client. So awesome. it was like, you know, I just, I had to do it. You know, I had a family to feed and right. yeah, you, yeah. Can't, you can't wallow for too long. Uh, not for too long. No. Oh, what a terrible situation. Gosh, you know, brings to mind when I was a young man, I was in advertising and had a client that it was when I was in college actually, and I was doing graphic design. I had this guy, he was a big shot and a real estate developer and everybody looked up to him and he had all these nice cars and everything. And Ended up, he too was involved in a Ponzi scheme. And one day the FBI knocked on the door and shut everything down. And I had outstanding invoices for him that I never saw again. And for a little college guy, I mean, it meant the world to me. It was going to pay for next year's tuition. And oh, painful, painful, painful. And it is so demoralizing because you look up to these people going, man, they've got to figure it out. They know what they're doing. Well, (laughs) they knew what they were doing, but they were doing the wrong thing. So Oh, and I don't mean to make light of your situation at all, but I think uh, many of us have been involved with people from time to time that aren't what they seem to be. So caveat emptor, they say. Well, uh, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a story where you had one of those career aha moments. You've done a lot of different things, which is really cool. So tell us about your aha moment and how it helped you move forward. Okay, so I've been, uh, I had a, a pretty successful design and advertising studio. And, but I was working on a lot of client projects that really didn't excite me, you know, mm-hmm. and then I was doing, you know, illustrations for products. And it was pretty boring stuff. And one day, and I, I've been a subscriber to National Automotive Publications since I was a kid, you know, road and track, car and driver, auto week, et cetera. And 
I was reading one of the mags and I saw a Mercedes ad and it was referring to one of their performance cars and the word Recaro was spelled wrong. <laughs> oh. It was spelled with an, was spelled with an A instead of an E, Raccaro. Ah, okay. And it hit me immediately and it took me out of the ad and it was otherwise it was well written and you know passionate and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But what caught, what what dawned on me at that moment is that the people who wrote it and the proofreaders didn't know what the heck they were reading mm-hmm. because clearly if they were an enthusiast they would have known that's the wrong word, right? <laughs> yes. Um, and it didn't get caught in proofreading. So at that moment, I said, you know, there's probably an opportunity here for people who are actually know the automotive world and are passionate about the automotive world to help companies when they're in their advertising and marketing that, you know, they want to reach enthusiasts and they want to come across as legitimate and authentic. Right. And so from that moment forward, I really started focusing on working with automotive clients specifically and really felt that I had something I could bring to them that they would not get from a typical marketing or, or advertising firm. Ah, oh, very cool. You know, it always said that that car people can sniff out non-car people really quick. Yes. And uh, yes. <laughs> especially type in interview type situations or things where the person asking the questions really doesn't know much about what they're talking about. So, yeah, it's, that's pretty darn cool. And it's a, uh, I think my takeaway from that story that you shared is seeing an opportunity out of an error if you will, is, is, you know, it's like, oh, you know, uh, the agency here is not into cars. So why did Mercedes hire an agency that doesn't know what they're talking about? How about proudest career moment? I would assume you've had many, you've created so many cool things for people over the years, but is there one that stands out for you? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, like you said, yes, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of moments I'm proud of, but you know, one of the ones it was, it was certainly not the most lucrative, but getting my first story published on RodentTrack.com was a big moment for me oh, because cool. I'd been a subscriber to Road and Track and Car and Driver since even before I could drive. So for me, this was, you know, these were the greats wrote for these publications. And, and obviously things are different later with the Internet and you know, they needed more content. But just being able to have, you know, a byline there yeah. uh, with my name was 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 very cool. It oh, meant a lot. Congratulations. Absolutely. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here and go back in time. What was your first really special car? And maybe you could share a memory you have with that vehicle. Okay. I'm glad you didn't say first crappy car because there were a number <laughs> of those. So No, no, <laughs> no. That, we got to keep it special here. We've all had cars that we probably thought, oh, why did I ever buy that? Yeah, exactly. The first new car I bought was a 1983 Honda Prelude, which I'm probably dating myself here. It was uh, <laughs> right after I got out of college and, and it was actually the year I graduated. There was a, a, speaking of road and track, there was a cover story on the new Prelude and they were gushing over it and how wonderful, best handling Honda ever and all this stuff. And I loved the look. I went basically straight down to my local Honda dealership and wrote them a deposit. And I ended up, when I got the car, I think I had the first one in my county. I loved it. It was great. But I couldn't leave well enough alone, as I never could with any car. <laughs> of course. I went from the 13-inch stock wheels to uh, 15-inch Momos All and right. put Pirelli P7 tires on, if you remember the oh, yeah. P7. Was, that was the tire, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. There was, <laughs> yeah. wasn't a lot of competition back then. <laughs> no. And boy, that car just, it handled. I mean, it only weighed like 2,100 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, it was front-wheel drive with that double wishbone suspension. It really had phenomenal handling. 
And God, I got, if, if you have a moment, I have a, a great little story of about course. it. Of course. So, you know, I was always exploring the limits. I was a, I like to drive fast. And, and I remember one day I was with a friend of mine, we're going upstate New York, going to visit uh, a friend uh, who was going to college in uh, Oneonta, New York. Yeah, upstate. And so on this windy back road and, and, you know, I was getting a little cocky and pushing it. It was beautiful, lightly traveled. And I'm going around a high speed bend and suddenly the corner starts to tighten, decreasing Uh radius. Yeah. Okay. And I back off the throttle and the back end starts stepping out. Okay. (laughs) Yep. You know, this is probably like, you know, 75 miles an hour. Right. Uh And coming the other way is an 18 wheeler. Oh, not good. All right. Not good. And the back end is stepping out over the double yellow into the other lane. And I don't know why I knew to do this, but I guess just from memory, muscle memory, whatever, I I got back on the gas and it just brought the back end back in line into my lane. And it was just one of those moments like, holy crap, with a rear wheel drive car, I would have been toast. Yeah. Right. So my buddy goes, oh my God, dude, you just saved my life. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, mine too. (laughs) I almost just killed you. You know, it was just like, so yeah, that, but that, that, I love that car. It was great. Now, did yours have the rear wheel steering like some of those had? Didn't. This was the first year for that new body style. It was before they did before that. Before they did. Okay. The, yeah. Before they got into all that. My father-in-law had one of those cars, and I, he had the rear wheel steering. I remember it was so bizarre because you go to park it. It was so easy to park. Like, wow, <laughs> this is pretty neat. Yeah, now other cars have it. I think even Porsche does it on some of their cars with the the brand new cars. So very Absolutely. cool. Very cool. Well, I'm glad you caught that uh, massive oversteer that was happening there. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, how about seller's remorse? Is there a car that you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? Does it have to be a car? Can it be a motorcycle? Of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, you know, I, I had a cool old Mercedes, uh, 72 Mercedes 280 SE that, that I, I, I pine for once in a while. But the one vehicle that I would still use a lot, I had a, uh, a 74, I think it was, a Boltaco Alpina 250. Oh, a Taco. I remember those, yeah. Remember them? Yeah. Yeah, I was really into dirt bikes when I was uh, uh-huh. a kid and through high school and, and I bought this Bull Taco from my brother, and I loved it. It was great, and it was agile. It was light. It only weighed like just over 200 pounds, but this thing had such a low first gear. I mean, I really liked doing sort of trials riding and stuff, and you could climb rocks and do whatever you want with this thing because it was, it was like an enduro bike, but it was almost more geared towards being a trials bike. But anyhow, mm-hmm. it was a phenomenal bike. Uh, you could do wheelies all day long on it. It was just, it was. I loved it. I would, I would still be riding that today if I had it. Oh yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I did a lot of dirt bike riding back in uh, high school days, and I had a, a good friend Robert who had really nice bikes. He'd loan me bikes, and we'd go for rides and things like that. So very cool. Bull tacos. Yeah, I remember those. I always wanted one of those. Never had one, but. Uh, now, did you grow up in the Pacific Northwest there? Southern California, San Diego. So, oh. you know, we used to go yeah. down to Mexico and camp <laughs> on the beach and ride bikes up and down the beach in the sand. Oh. And there were some great oh. places real close. I lived in La Jolla, and there were some great places just east of La Jolla, which now is all covered with houses and buildings. But we could ride our bikes from our house. We'd go in this tunnel under the freeway and end up on the other side out by Miramar Naval Air Station and ride motorcycles all day. We'd put gas oh. cans in our backpacks so that we'd have gas. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how we didn't die, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was great fun. Yeah, Bobby had some cool Yamaha 125s and 250s, and uh, 
Yeah, great fun. Definitely, definitely. By the way, I, I say that quite often. I don't know how we didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just lucky, I guess. So uh, yeah. absolutely. Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. What are you working on right now that has you really excited and fired up? Ah, yes. I am uh, – one, one project's really got me really excited. I'm the uh, the co-creator and co-producer of a new automotive TV show. Wow. Yeah, it's called Moving Right Along. It's an educational show geared towards teens and new drivers to teach STEM principles using cars. Ah. So, yeah, it's, um, it's being produced in conjunction with Connecticut Public Television, CPTV, mm-hmm. and the host, which I'm – I hope I can mention this, is uh, Derek D. from Fast Lane Daily. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yep. Cat's out of the bag, Derek. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> and we're using, we're using humor to teach, you know, to help teach the next generation about cars, get them excited about cars again. Because, yeah. you know, like kids today, you know, they don't really, their life doesn't revolve around cars like it did for us. Mm-hmm. And we're really, we're getting phenomenal support from all the auto manufacturers and it's really been going well. We're we're in pre-production and script writing and all that stuff right now. And the, the big part, the underwriting phase. So if any of your listeners or their companies want to donate to CPTV to help make the show happen, please reach out to me. Yeah. Well, this is really exciting what you're doing. I'm really, really proud of what you're doing because, yeah, getting uh, our current generation interested in cars in a fun and sounds like a, a humorous way. But what comes to mind is a past guest of mine, Doug Herbert. And Doug has a just phenomenal story, yet tragic story. He lost both of his young boys in an accident. They were both killed oh. driving, which is just horrible. And he was a NHRA drag racer. And he started a program called BREAKS, which is an acronym for Be Responsible and Keep Everyone Safe. And it's a teen proactive defensive driving program. And for those listeners out there, you can go back and find Doug on the Cars you Out website. But I think I should put you two guys together because maybe you can collaborate here with this show you're doing. I think it'd be very, very interesting. When is uh, your show going to be coming online? When will this all be taking place? Well, our tentative schedule is we're going to be shooting a pilot in probably, you know, this spring. And then uh, we hope to be into production this summer and then have it uh, debut in the fall. Um, And the big there's there's a real gap in STEM education, science, technology, engineering, math Mm -hmm. for teens and you know, there's, that's one of the things that, you know, really uh, schools are trying to push and get kids up to speed right. on, on that kind of stuff. And, and we figured what better way to teach this stuff is there than with cars? Because basically think of a car, motorsports, street cars, whatever, the way they're designed, the way they're built, the way they're used, uh, the way they interact with the environment. All of this stuff can be applied to cars and used. cars can be used to explain these principles. Yeah, it's a wonderful platform. Well, I'm very excited. Will you keep me abreast of what you're doing so that I can let my listeners know through all my social media here on Cars Yeah? And we'll go back and put links to the show on your show notes page when it's all up and going. Kudos to you and your team for doing this. I think it's fantastic. And uh, we'll definitely get you connected with Doug. Awesome. And I, let me just give a quick shout out to my co-creators. It's uh, Charles Mosley and... A.K. Uh, Alan uh, Corey Kaufman, uh, too, has been working with uh, uh, Derek D. for years and also, obviously, Derek D. So it's the four of us. Awesome, awesome. Well, yeah, you, you can't do things without a great team. And it sounds like you've got a great team of people that you're working with. That. Very cool. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Roger. If you were a car, what kind of car would Roger be and why? Uh, good one yeah i i would say you know i think the 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 new ford focus rs 
because I'm a bit feisty, I'm a bit aggressive, <laughs> sometimes I'm a bit too loud. But, you know, I rarely say no. I like to have a good time. I'm up for anything. And I usually get the job done. So there you I go. think that the focus. Yeah. Fits. Yeah. Those are cool cars. <laughs> Absolutely. Very, very cool. Well, Roger, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Roger, we're back and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? That was from my dad. He said, don't ever do anything behind the wheel that would cause another driver to have to hit their brakes. Ah, very good advice. I haven't heard that one before, but it's so simple, so easy. But yeah, you know, I remember a driving instructor telling me, pretend like when you're pressing the pedals, gas or brake, there's an egg between your foot and the pedal. And don't break that egg. Yeah. Smooth, easy stuff. So great advice (laughs) from your father, for sure. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Sure. Uh, I'm always networking. And, you know, like I mentioned, I try to help other people when possible. Meeting people, make sure you take the time to reach out to people. And, and, you know, the old adage, it's not what you know, it's who you know, is uh, more important now, I think, than ever. Yeah. And especially in the automotive world. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you're my 736th guest here on Cars. Yeah. So (laughs) 
definitely. And you've been great to work with. Uh, you responded very quickly. So here's a guy that walks his talk for sure. Now, do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you're really fond of? One of my oldest is still one of my favorites, Auto Week. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know it's, you know, not maybe not as sexy as some of the other ones out there, but, you know, I've been getting Auto Week forever. I still think that they are a, a very trusted resource. Um, and, you know, I, God, I like to say I'm so old. I remember when Auto Week was actually published weekly. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Right. I, I've been getting their magazine forever. I just got mine in the mail yesterday. Had a white Lamborghini on the covers. Yeah, great publication. In fact, I was at a, a dinner they put on at SEMA the day they announced they were going to go to every two weeks. And yeah. that was a tough decision, I'm sure, because even the whole room and we were all fans sitting there just went, what? <laughs> but it's yeah. auto week. <laughs> How can you do that? Yeah, uh, they've done what they need to do. I wrote a letter to Dutch about that. I'm <laughs> sure a lot of people did. Yeah. <laughs> Huge mistake, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that was a tough one, I'm sure. I can't imagine yeah. the discussions around the uh, conference table for that one. Now, if you could have a drink with anyone in the automotive field, living or deceased, who would it be? Yeah. You know, be, well, I, th I think Marcello Gandini. Oh. All right. Now, I don't know what he's he was like as a person, but, you know, his designs were really part of the inspiration for me to major in industrial design when I went to college. Okay. You know, I mean, think about the vehicles that, you know, his legacy, Lamborghini Countach, Lamborghini Miura, God, Lancia Stratos. Oh, I know. Maserati Comzine, the Renault 5 Turbo. So, I mean, those cars right there, that would be the start of my dream garage, actually. But yeah, I mean, I God, where did his inspiration come from? That guy did some amazing stuff. Yeah, his cars... I mean, it just, you named them, just some incredible designs and so futuristic in so many ways. I mean, you think about yes. uh, the Miura. I mean, really the first supercar in my mind. It was just yes. so sexy, so cool looking. And the prototype cars he built that were never done, the one-offs, things you've seen on the lawn at Pebble Beach. Ah, that would be a cool one. You're, you're the first one who mentioned him, by the way. I just started asking yeah. that question at the start of the year, and I've gotten some very interesting answers. So a uh, unique answer to that question, just like you are, Roger. So very cool. Now about a book. Thank Is there you. a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy? Yeah, you know, there's a lot. Oh, God. You know what's really one I go back to a lot is Going Faster by – Carl Lopez, yeah, uh -huh. which is the racing, you know, it's, uh, I think it was done in conjunction with the Skip Barber Racing School. Right. I'm a track junkie. I mean, like, I get to the track as much as I can. So for me, I'm always looking to get, you know, that little bit of an edge and yeah. you find something and fix something. So, yeah, I go back and look at that periodically. Great book. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these awesome resources that Roger shared on his show notes page at the Cars Yeah website, carsyeah.com slash Roger Garbo, just like his uh, great-grandmother, Greta Garbo. I'm joking. <laughs> we we talked about that in our pre-show chat, but Garbo is his last name. And uh, there's another great place on the website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book and all the books recommended by the past guests here in Cars Yeah are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. It's an awesome resource. There's got to be close to a 1,000 books there now. It's just fantastic on the Cars Yeah website. All right, we're up to the checkered flag, and this could be a real doozy for you. If you could have only one very cool collector car in your garage, maybe a Gandini design car, money is no object. I'll buy you anything you'd like today, Roger. But what would that be, and more importantly, why? Well, as much as I appreciate those cars to look at and to just enjoy, I'm a driver, and I think that cars are meant to be driven. And... 
the new Porsche 911 R um, <laughs> to me is just, you know, it's, it's a collector car obviously because you can't get one. Yeah. And, but that thing, I think, because I would just drive the crap out of it and, uh, it's yeah. just, you know, rear wheel drive, proper manual transmission, naturally aspirated, uh, four liter, just God, it's perfect. Oh yeah. That's going to be tough for me to find one of those. I, think I, I will have had to have owned a 918 to be in line to get one. I think that was the rule for those cars. Ah, oh, yeah. They're pretty cool, aren't they? I, I have only seen one. I have not driven one. I don't know if I'll ever get to drive one, but that's pretty special. So what color would you like yours to be in just so I know I get you the right one? Well, I'm not going to be choosy oh, because okay. I figured if you can find one, I'll take it. You'll take it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can always wrap it in any color you want and change that anytime Abs- you like. So, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, Porsches, my listeners know I'm a fan of Porsche. Always have been. I've loved Porsches, had many 911s, but that one seems to be the current day, ultimate modern day Porsche. So, uh, wow. Nice choice, my friend. Well, Roger, you've thank taken you. us on an awesome ride today, and I've really enjoyed learning more about you. And I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yacht listeners and with me. Could you give us one parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you rip off down the highway in that Porsche 911R? Yeah, I think uh, we all have to, as auto enthusiasts, which I assume most of you listeners are, um, we've all got to you know, keep pushing the self driving future farther and farther away because uh (laughs) you know there may be some people who are looking forward to that but uh i think there's a lot of us out there who really like to drive and you know let's uh try not to do anything stupid out there on the road so that we don't give them more you know firepower to take our (laughs) uh our steering wheels away. Uh, Absolutely i write a weekly blog and I, i wrote one a little bit about that and i had some really interesting responses and a couple that enlightened me in a way that I had not thought of. Those people who don't enjoy driving, put them in an autonomous car, move them to the right lane so that those of us in the left lane can have some fun. That's a new way to think about it. And of course, older drivers who can't drive or people that may be handicapped that can't drive, it's a way for them to have some freedom. For us drivers, get in the left lane, have some fun, be careful, don't do anything silly, and uh, get out there and drive. Great advice. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with what you're doing and learn more about you? Uh, let's see. Uh, I post a lot of cool car stuff and whatever I'm currently driving on uh, Instagram. So that's at uh, Roger Garbo. Uh, just my name altogether. Mm-hmm. Twitter, I'm also at Roger Garbo. And uh, you can see my current articles and stuff on my uh, website at uh, fullthrottlemarketing.net forward slash blog. And um, and then check out uh, my latest articles on menshealth.com. Listeners, I will. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, listeners, I'll remind you that I'll put links to all these things on Roger's show notes page at carsyad.com slash Roger Garbo. Check out what he's up to. I think you're going to love what this guy's doing. We can't wait to see this new TV show. Very excited. Make sure you stay in touch with me so that I can share that with all the Cars Yeah listeners. Roger, thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yeah listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. You're welcome. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered, 
commercial-grade material, and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!